And welcome to another episode of Loot Time, boys and girls. Welcome, welcome. Yay, we're on part two of our November uh, theme, Laboratory. Um, sorry there was no quote this time. Uh, we've been working a little bit thin uh, this month because I've been busy and Kev, you know. I was in a wedding. He was in a so... wedding. So there's been a lot of different things going on and uh, I didn't necessarily prep. We uh, got this our franchises is... down, but... We're going old school. Like, we're, if you listen to pre-episode, maybe, like, 20-ish, right. 19, where we went kind of off the cuff, we're, we're going to go back there a little bit. Yeah. I know some of you guys didn't necessarily like it too much, but we'll make it as fun as humanly possible. So, like I mentioned earlier, the theme is laboratory. Um, mm-hmm. This episode, uh, we're going to be talking about Westworld and Bioshock and, you know, the stuff that goes laboratory-wise into that. Uh, but first, um, Kev, what's your favorite laboratory, either fiction or nonfiction? Um, you know, I, I would, I'd probably have to give it to uh, to Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, now, now the camper art, the camper laboratory, or the super lab? I mean, the super lab was pretty cool the way that it was hidden. Um, but I'd, I'd have to go with the RV just because, like, in the first season where they're testing it out in the middle of the desert, and then he's out in his underwear and the clothes, and they're driving, and the clothes are on the side mirror and whatnot. It, yeah. I think it's just that feel of it being in an RV. Yep, and very basic, obviously. Right, yeah. You know, they stole all the stuff from the uh, silent science lab at the high school. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty rudimentary, but it made some pretty good meth. Yes, and they killed the two guys in the RV, too. Yeah. The, the gas. So, I, yeah, I think the RV. Yeah, my favorite lab is the Pinky and the Brain lab. Because, you know, it's so big compared to the mice. Mm-hmm. And they develop so many awesome plans in that lab. And you would think that the robotics behind it and, um, like, the episode where Pinky tries to take over the world. I know mm-hmm. you're going to say it's every single episode because... He does, but it was the episode where he uh, goes to, uh, what was it, Jeopardy? But it wasn't Jeopardy, it was like Jeopardy or something (laughs) weird, and Uh uh, they had to build the human suit that uh, Brain had to control so he could be on the game show. show. Now, the funny thing was, it was still his mouse head, but it was a human body. Like, you wouldn't really know that the dude wasn't human. (laughs) And obviously, Brain was really smart, Mm -hmm. except for the very, very last question, the final Jeopardy answer was something only uh only pinky knew and he kept trying to give the answer to brain and brain was like hush i know this answer and he got it wrong and lost all the money no yeah spoilers what was what was the answer i don't know it was some like it was like some uh uh, kind of like nine oh, I think it was like a nine oh two one oh type show that Pinky used to watch. Yeah, and he just knew the answer. See, you can't do everything yourself. Nope, because it was Pinky. Pinky was a TV guy. Mm-hmm. He liked sitting in front of the TV and watching TV. And brain, obviously smart, science, trying to take over the world. Yep. But see, Pinky, for how dumb he acted, I think he, he knew. A, he knew stuff. He, I think he was definitely smarter than brain. 
in certain give aspects. them credit for. Right. Now, they were in a in a lab, obviously, mm-hmm. and the scientists that were doing experiments on the mice made them talk. So right. I mean, I guess I don't I don't know if the scientists knew they could talk. Do you think the scientists knew they could talk? Did they actually maybe, create super intelligent mice? Maybe uh, it was that aspect of when they spoke, they sounded like mice, but we could understand them as an audience. Kind of like in the new Pikachu movie that's yes. coming out where everyone hears, Pika, Pika, Pika! But then but we hear the, Ryan Reynolds. But the guy hears Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Maybe, maybe that, I don't know, but that, maybe that'd be something we can look up. I could see that, but then again, science, you know, they might have created super smart mice. Now, I'd like to know the serum they gave Brain versus the serum they gave Pinky, because... first batch versus the second batch, like, oh. Well, that could, it sort of worked on Pinky, but it really worked, worked on, on Brain. brain. Now, you think those scientists would have been smarter locking their cages better, because obviously if they created super intelligent mice... They're going to get out. They're going to get out and try to take over the world. I mean, come on. They're mice. All right. Right. So, enough lab talk. Well, not enough lab talk. We're going to be talking about a lot more more lab talk. That's it. That's the episode. Good night, everybody. Yes. No, 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 no. (laughs) We're going to rein it back in here a little bit. Bring it back. Bring it back. And we're going to talk about... Bioshock. Now, I personally have never played the game, sadly enough. Which, which is, is sad. I know. I, I think... meant to download it, too, and play it a little bit, but what? you know what I ended up downloading instead? Uh, what? Friday the 13th, the game. Oh, was it, was it free on PlayStation? It was. How was it? It was alright. I mean, you basically... it's kind of, Think of Call of Duty, uh-huh. but instead of going around killing people... You're basically trying to survive for 20 minutes from uh, Jason trying to kill you. No, this this is... Uh, were you on the edge of your seat? Like <gasps> Yes! Oh my god, and the, the funny thing was is I didn't think I could be scared of a video game, but like, you're running around Camp Crystal Lake, or they're, they have different scenes from the other movies. Right. But you're sitting here... Wondering if Jason is literally gonna hop out behind you and just and, and kill you. Well, I mean, there's several different ways he can throw knives at you. He has an he axe. You. He can impale you. There's a, he can like lift you up and like choke slam you. There's a lot, lot of ways he can kill you. And I was like in this house and I locked the door, set up traps, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, the creator of this game were either really smart or really stupid because I'm sitting in a cabin mm-hmm. for maybe 15 minutes, literally nothing's happening. And all of a sudden here, uh, and the funny thing is, is that if you know anything about the Friday the 13th, is that means that Jason is somewhere near you or in your vicinity. So I'm sitting here like, where the hell is he? What am I supposed to do now? Do I run or do I, so I went into the bedroom and hid underneath the bed. Yep. And then you could do the thing where you could hold your breath and you could pee. And then all of a sudden, axe through the bed and I'm chopped to, to bits. And I was like, holy crap, I'm scared out of my mind. Right. I did not think a game like this could scare me well, that bad. That's like, it's going back to the episode where it was Alien and Predator and we were talking about that. We had talk, briefly talked about Alien Isolation and how scary that game is where it was the same thing where like you've got your radar and you're hearing the bleeping that there's xenomorph nearby and the same thing you run into a room and you're you're hiding under a desk or a bed you think you're safe you're on the edge of your seat and i was getting sweaty and all of a sudden it's like the tail 
he pulls you out and impales you with his tail and, and you're dead. But it's so funny, you're sitting there for like ten minutes doing literally nothing, nothing, just standing there. And somehow they find you. Yep, so that's one part of the game. The other part of the game is you, Jason, you as Jason, oh, trying to go so around camp and, and killing everyone, which was actually kind of fun. I unfortunately let like two or three people escape because mm. um, the cops start showing up and as soon as the cops arrive that's when you can make your run to the to the, the bridge lake. oh yeah to okay. get out to get out of the camp uh-huh. and uh, and so yeah as playing as Jason was kind of fun being the the camp counselors was kind of weird and freaky but yeah that's what I did instead of downloading Bioshock so why don't you fill me in what did I miss from the original Bioshock all right well I'll talk briefly of the background of uh, who made Bioshock. Um, For everyone who doesn't know, uh, Bioshock is a first-person shooter video game series developed by Irrational Games, the first under the name 2K Boston slash 2K Australia, designed by Ken Levine. Who's that? Um, What else has he done? He... Oh, what was it? He did... uh, I think it was called, like, System Shock. Okay, I remember that game. Because um, there's two of them. Um, right? System Shock? Yeah. It was, like, 94, and then... Yep, uh, 90, yeah, System Shock 1 and 2. Um, so Bioshock, I was reading, is, like, a spiritual successor. Like, a okay. sequel to those games. Um, I have never played any of those games. Yeah, neither they, have I. They sound pretty interesting. And it looks like it started on PlayStation 3. Like, I guess... The Xbox 360 and the Xbox 360. All right, it was on both of them. And I think I remember at the beginning of the first game is that, like, you are drift the sea, like a ship wreckage or plane wreckage, and there's this floating debris that's on fire, and you, you find a lighthouse because it's your closest thing that you can swim to. One thing leads to another... Um, so, going back to the the background, uh, the player takes the role of a guy named Jack. As he is guided through the rapture towards various objectives, and the player collects various weapons and plasmids, which is power-ups, different power-ups, uh, as they work their way through the enemy forces. Now, are you this guy in the, like, scuba suit? Is that... No. Those are actually, like, mutant humans, like, superhumans. So it's futuristic. Right. This game, this game like, takes place in the future. It's like, well, it takes place in, like, the 1960s, but okay. it's like one of those, like... Was it like the nuclear bomb would have gone off sort of yeah. thing, like apocalypse in the 60s? Yeah, so it's like how, like, in the 50s and 60s, like, they had what the future would look like. Oh, and right. we're nowhere near what it, they thought we'd be at. It's um, kind of like the Jetsons. Yeah. So, Bioshock takes place in 1960 in the fictional underwater city of Rapture. Underwater city? It's an underwater city. So, like Atlantis? Yeah, so it's like... Is there an Aquaman? No. Oh. There could be. (laughs) I didn't see him. Maybe he got killed by the dead. You can have a Bioshock-Aquaman crossover. That would be legit. (laughs) Instead of like, uh, what was it? It was uh, Ninja Turtles? Black Manta? Wait. Batman? Did they team up, or was that yeah, Power they did. Rangers? No, no, no. They well, actually, so DC has done uh, Justice League and Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. They've already done two series uh, with IDW and uh, um, DC for Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. One was Batman comes to the t- Turtles world, and then and then the vice other way, versa. Vice, vice versa for the other one. And it was kind of cool seeing the mixing of the villains of both. 
Shredder and, Shredder and the Justice League. Yeah, I think it was uh, Shredder teamed up with Bane in the second one. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what the first one was, what the, who teamed up with who. But they also did a Turtles Ghostbuster crossover, which was pretty sweet, that too. That would be legit. Yeah. Two New Yorks. It was like an interdimensional <laughs> New York. New York. <laughs> the foot plan, and then you get your ghosts. Yes. Yeah. All right, back to the underwater right. world. What do we got? Uh, built in, in the late 1940s by business tycoon Andrew Ryan, it was meant to be a utopia for humanity's elite to work, live, and prosper out of the increasingly oppressive hands of the world's governments and authorities. So, as, like, what you mentioned, you know, the surface world is turning to shit. So, Man, they make back this... back in the 40s, huh? Right! Oh, right. <laughs> world War II must have really had a different outcome or something. And It doesn't seem like Hitler won, but... But something happened, something happened. Where they made this ut- uh, utopia city underwater for the elite to... The thrive and the the one, top one percent, so the people with the change, people with that extra pocket change, were able to go down, and that's where it comes in. You find this lighthouse, and one thing leads to another, and you end up in rapture. And so, you know, you're going through the whole thing of like you wake up, and it's like you're hearing all like the classic tunes from back in the day, like Frank Sinatra <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, so they really like when they built it, they were like. Oh my God! This is olden, like not olden times, obviously, but right. The now, obviously, you didn't live through that age, and I mean, you seem to enjoy the game. Did, did you pick up on the nostalgia of the game? A little bit, because it's like, um, kind of like, uh, like if you look at the the architecture of like the Rockefeller Center, where yep. it's like the guy holding the globe and whatnot, yep. and, or like if you watch the episodes of like Batman the Animated Series, where it's like the 1930s meets like the modern. So it was kind of like a mixture of that, where it was like that type of um, architecture, but yet it still knew that the the roots of it were in the 1960s. So when you get down, so you go to the lighthouse and you get down into the underwater city, Mm -hmm. is everyone like mutated now? There's still like because it doesn't sound like it'd be a fun game no. if you just saw old timers, would... old rich timers, right. hanging out partying down in the underwater world. I think what I remember is that like, it's 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 empty. Like you, you can't... like everyone's gone. Everyone's gone. So did they not make it? I don't. I can't remember. But like they made these daddies who are these like mutated strong <gasps> humanoids. That's where I've heard that before. In, the, in those scuba suits. Yep. And they're they're active. By defense, so they're there to protect, protect, and that's where the uh, sisters come in, the little girls, and uh, they're always maybe you've seen it. They're always sitting on like daddy's shoulder. Yep. So they're always super protective of those sisters, those girls, and so then you find those uh, plasmids that gives you certain powers, where it's like it's like lightning. Um, I can't remember the other ones, but there's a few crazies down there and it's just, it's a wasteland and it's, it's kind of graphic. So what's the story? Are you trying to figure out what happened to everyone? Is yeah. That like the... try to escape and it's like, so you go down there. So you, you're brought down there. Yep. So you're knocked out, you're conked out. Well, and, like, or do you go down there free of your own free will, your own free will. Cause it's like one of those things where like you get to like that lighthouse so it's and basically then you find an, an elevator and then curiosity gets the best of you. <laughs> it's like, I wonder if there's an ax murder inside this house. Right. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go, go check just, I'm just gonna in go case. I'm going to go see where this elevator goes. 
and see where it takes me, or it's like I'm stranded out at sea at nighttime. Yeah, I guess one or the other. I guess there's a you're thinking there's a place to live down there. Right. Okay, so obviously the theme this month is laboratory. What does Bioshock... Have how, to how do? Do, yeah, what is, is there like a laboratory underneath? Do you build your own weapons? Do you build... Or do you like use a laboratory to upgrade yourself? Is I, that kind of the... I don't think you can build your weapons. I could be wrong. It's been a while. Disclaimer, it's been a while since I've played it because um, Infinite came out uh, in 2013 and the first Bioshock came out in 2007. Um, but there are different power-ups. Um... And there are laboratories of which they created these daddies that they were able to thrive inside those big scuba suits that with the big drills and whatnot. You don't want to come across those because it was it was like your Jason. Okay. Like they're they're tough to take down. You don't want to fully go on there unless you're fully prepared to take them on. And it looks like so back someone wrote an article that said plasmid lab in fountain futuristics. Okay, what's that? Is that like a... That looks like Bioshock 2. Looks like that. That's from Bioshock 2. And that takes place, I think, like eight years after the events of uh, the first Bioshock. But you don't play as Jack, and I can't remember what happened to Jack. So I think that's a good thing. Are you still in the underwater? Yes. The same underwater? Yes. So he was stupid twice. Or the new guy is stupid. You're not not Jack anymore, so... In the second game, you play as a daddy. Really? It's, it's a daddy or you play as a sister. So you're kind of on the flip side of, right. the, of the game. So you're trying to protect your underwater. Yeah, because in the second game, there are now, I think they're called moms, where there's female versions of daddies, but they're in oh the scuba God. suits. <laughs> so the daddies are in those big scuba suits, but then like the female versions are in kind of like a thinner suit. And then the third game, Infinite takes place up in the sky in like the 1920s or 30s now are they in the scuba suits because they can't breathe at that level underneath the sea like they're like the pressure would kill them or do they not know how to take them out because i'm assuming jack is not in a scuba suit no he's in what he was when he was on the the surface world um they're in the scuba suits because I think of their mutation. Okay, they just like, don't want to show how ugly they are. Yeah. Like, you like know what? We're too strong. ugly. We better put on these scuba suits. Right. I think it was on the same levels of, like, why Mr. Freeze is in his suit. Okay. Not necessarily to keep him cold, but, like, for, like, powers and whatnot. Okay. So now we go even farther. It looks like Bioshock Infinite takes place before the events of everything else. According yes. to this. This says set in 1912. Oh, Okay. So then I was wrong about the 20s or 30s. 1912, right, and it's up in the sky, in yes. the sky world. But so the cool <laughs> thing is that you play uh, as a totally different character and you follow a woman named Elizabeth, I believe. Um, and it's it's really screwed up. Um, there's, like, sky hooks and, and rail systems so you can glide. Um, so, so it's in the same world as the underwater world, right? Yes, because... <laughs> At the end of Infinite, it comes full circle. Okay. So, like, at the end of Infinite, you see it leading into Rapture. Spoil alert. That's okay. This this, this is from so, 2013, so I think right. we're good. Right, if you haven't played it yet. I haven't. Like, so. like Steven. Uh, <laughs> but, no, it was one of those moments, like, oh, shit. Like, 
when they first came out with the idea of infinite, I was like, okay, so you have two games that were underwater in Rapture, and then you have one up in the sky, but then when you beat infinite, it comes full circle. So, so these guys were thinking, why go underwater for, let's try the sky first, because which, I'm guessing flight was just invented. Orville Redenbacher, the guy who does right. the popcorn, he's, <laughs> he's, there's blimps there. It's like on a floating city of like these huge blimps. And they're all That's connected crazy. by, like, rail systems. And I'm guessing it's the one percenters again gets to hang out up there. Mm-hmm. God, those jerks, man. That's why you gotta be rich. They gotta have so much fun. You can't out be in the, the sky. class. <laughs> I feel like sky might be a bad place. To, I mean, underwater, I, I feel underwater safer. Right. Because you got storms, you got wind. I'm assuming it's cold up there, unless you're wearing right. a jacket of some kind. And, like, you have propellers for, like, the blimps. And it's like, one of those blimps pop. Yeah, right? And then the city, <laughs> is it going to be like a slow descent, or is that going to be like a crazy, like a deflating balloon flying around? Like, you imagine the force if it flew off like a deflating balloon, like the force of like the buildings, would that topple over? Probably. Like... I don't think they were thinking. I mean, obviously this is set to be a futuristic, you know, world. Like right. Like something it... that, but I feel like, man, it... It's like you go from the 1800s with horse carriages and buggies, and then eventually... Uh, floating cities floating and underwater cities. I just don't... I, now, does this sound like a, a game trilogy that you would play? I think so. I mean, it, it's weird that I... I, You know, I used to play games back in the day mm-hmm. based on, I guess, what... First of all, what system they were on. It looks like this was on everything I had. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't into the... Call of Duty's quite yet. I wasn't into the first-person shooters. I was a Nintendo guy. I right. liked my Wii's, Metroid's. 64, I guess Metroid was a... Metroid for, Prime? Yeah, I mean, that was a first-person shooter. But, I mean, I was a more of a Nintendo fan than a PlayStation fan. Mm-hmm. I really was. I kind of got out of PlayStation at PlayStation 2. And then when it came out, PlayStation 3 was really expensive. And then eventually it came down in price. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to get that. That's when I got into all the Call of Duties and stuff. So this was probably... Maybe 2012, 13, and these games were already, you know, out and about. And right. I never played older games. I love new games. I love new stuff mm-hmm. that came out. But I mean, going back and playing these, yeah, I think I would. I mean, the whole PlayStation Now thing is pretty awesome. You go in, you play old school video games. Now they have the like um, the remastered edition. Of yes, Bioshock. I saw that they have the collection edition. Yeah, and I might go back and and start playing some That's of the old games. It. That whole long line of games up there that I haven't played yet, I'm probably going to have to get through that first. Because you have some unopened ones up there, I do. Too. Look, Wolfenstein's unopened. Resident Evil 7's unopened. Biohazard, that was a good one. Which one? Resident Evil 7. Oh, yeah, Biohazard. Yeah, that's what I that got That was another freaky game that was, gets you sweaty and on the edge of your seat. Oh, does it? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I, oh, there's a VR version of that game, too. Didn't Bioshock do a VR recently? They might have. I thought... Or was that... Uh, uh, what's the other one? The other B one? Batman? No, Borderlands. 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 I think, did a yeah, VR. They, they did. Yep. And my brother wants to play that really badly. He said the next time he's gonna calm down, he wants to pop on my VR headset and and play it. Have you played it? Which one? Borderlands, the VR. No, no, oh. I haven't played it yet. I wonder how that turned out. I don't know. Well, why don't we move on from futuristic? Old world. Old world to, to a more, more Western we- world. Western world <laughs> that's futuristic, but old Westy. <laughs> so so we're going from like olden times mm-hmm. that's futuristic to a future that's 
olden times. Makes sense. Yes, I think it makes complete sense. I am not confused. Yeah, just a little bit. So I will summarize slightly for you. So we're going to flip the script here a little bit. Kev has not seen Westworld. But we watched, but we watched, watched the ending bit. of one uh, while I was eating dinner. Mm-hmm. And I've seen Westworld-ish a little bit. And so I'm going to take the reins on this one. Go for it. All right. So Westworld is an awesome show. <laughs> wow. I really jumped into that one. Well, okay. So it's set at the intersection of near future and reimagined past. Okay. Um, it explores a world where every human appetite can be indulged without consequence. So, um, so Westworld is, um, think of it like a, uh, open world video game basically think of it like grand theft auto or red dead redemption think of it like red dead red 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 redemption Uh so you go into this world and you're human Mm -hmm. and then what's inside westworld is hosts and they're the robots and they're the ones that guide the, the the game the game basically they have uh missions for you or quests they have quests and you can shoot and screw and Pretty much do whatever you I, want in Westworld. I can't imagine what it would be like to have physical relations with a robot. Well, see, that's, that's the thing. So we'll get to the laboratory section in a minute. But basically, it's... Um, so, yes, I mean, they have the brothel. Obviously, you saw the brothel there. You didn't see right. much of it. But, yes, they do have a brothel there where you can get nasty... With robots. With robots. Now, the way they're built, which we'll get to, are very, very human-ish... Mm-hmm. And they have the same emotions and the so same is it everything. Like in Terminator, like if you peel like a layer of skin, you see like the exoskeleton, like the... yes, but a lot more detail, like okay. a lot of pretty pretty hefty. So so inside Westworld, you can't die. So the bad guys have guns. Obviously, you saw in that one scene, right. the guy was shooting Even at him, and he human? was like, "Yeah." So so human shooting human doesn't work. Uh-huh. Human shooting host works. Host shoot host shooting host works, unless you're programmed not to. Oh, okay. So, so there was an earlier episode that you didn't see where the girl, Evan, played by Evan Rachel Wood, mm. she was trying to shoot someone and she couldn't. And then she got, like, her programming just decided to allow her to do it. It's really weird. Okay, so we'll get to that in a minute. Okay, so so you're in this world. You can do whatever you want. You can go on any mission. You can roam everywhere. And you can't die. I mean, you can get thrown in jail. Mm-hmm. You there, there are still consequences. You do feel pain, like if you get smacked. I mean, but you don't get hurt. Like you're now. Now the funny thing is, and I haven't learned this yet because I probably haven't seen enough episodes. But when you remember when they saw the big map, and that's kind of the map world, kind of like looking like above. Oh, at, yeah. at the map, yep. and they can kind of see where you are and everything. Yeah, I haven't learned if this is a computer program, or which I don't think it is. Or this giant Western world outside of this system or underground thing. or something weird. Right. I have we haven't I haven't figured that out yet. So if you guys know, you can feel free to email us because you you hop in a train and you go in. Now now these robots are real. They they program them. Obviously, all these robots get shot up, so you got to fix them. Right, you so, got to have mechanics there. Because remember the girl, she got said she was like, oh, I was shot, and I woke up, and now it's all better. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are robots. They're they have to collect them and then refix them and reprogram and then them, throw them back out. It's kind of like kind of like Disney World almost. You like 
as a as a ho- I mean, you can spend the night in Westworld, mm-hmm. but what I don't understand is if you're with someone, I mean, how do you secretly go in? I mean, the humans do know that it's fake. They do know it's a game, obviously. But I feel like it takes away a little bit if you see some futuristic people walking in, taking away dead bodies to go fix them up and like, put them back in the... Like the sage or whatever yep. they mentioned? Yeah. Okay. Yep, that's the... The guys the in the helmet, the people that actually go in. I mean, it's really weird. Like, it's it's a weird concept. Mm-hmm. And, well, first up, I find it kind of weird that they decided to go Western. I guess, really, it's it's bare bones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, old-timey. It's almost classic. So these, these people are in uh, a video game type. Well, no, I feel like it's a real world. But see, that's what I don't understand quite yet. Because obviously these robots have to get in. They're not video right. games. The robots aren't video people. And then there's these people bo- behind the controls. like I feel like in... they got shrunk into the map or something. Right, like, I don't know. The guy, the leader was just like, uh, jam their guns. They've had enough fun. And then send in the cavalry. Yep. Like, who are those people? Like they could, They're the controllers, the puppet masters. Yes, they're the puppet masters of the... Of the it's kind of like... See, I feel like it's almost like uh, Hunger Games, almost. You know, you got the people in the controls that can control yeah, the area. Yeah, and they're and then down there killing each other. That's and... what I think it's like. That's that's kind of the mentality. Okay. I think it's a open world, and that's how you're you're in the in the West World. Okay. Now it's huge. It's like the size of a country almost, which is even yeah, weirder. Nice. Uh, maybe it's not that big. Maybe a state. Maybe it's as big as a state. And they're always developing new storylines and everything. Do they know how big the map is? No, that's okay. kind of the fun of it. It's like you can go as far as you want, and mm-hmm. supposedly no one's ever made it out to out, a certain out limit. Into a certain limit yet. Um, now, right now, where I'm at is the robots are starting to become more aware of themselves. Obviously, the one girl who knew she was stabbed. Cut herself Cut open. herself up. Like, the robots aren't supposed to know that. They're supposed to have programming. To but just... once again, this is a futuristic world mm-hmm. set in the future, obviously. Did they not see the Terminator? Do they not know what's going on? Robots always turn. They always... That's... Never trust robots. I, it's, is... Like, as much programming as they put it... I mean, they made these robots. Mm-hmm. The most lifelike, emotional beings ever mm-hmm. and you think that something's just not gonna click or more like uh do you ever see that movie uh uh ex machina yes or just the same situations right there yeah like i mean the level of detail for those robots but damn like don't trust you, robots they're always gonna turn or they're always gonna find something else to latch on to or turn again like okay so right now hosts like i'm a robot i can't Mm -hmm. shoot you being human right what if one day the robots start realizing oh wait smart they get smart and they they already know the system so what if they get into that system and change everything on their own yep or right now like at one point we actually saw one of the robots wake up in the in the real world and she was all like running around like what the fuck is what is this i use i'm living in a western and now I'm in this futuristic world. What is going on? What the on? fuck's going on? And that's now she's starting to have like flashbacks of of her of her awake. in the West World area, like no, in the real world. Oh, okay. Because she she woke because that's where they repair the robots. Mm. They repair them. They always repair the robots naked. Nice all the time. 
Nice. Well, I suppose you got to make it realistic as possible to fool the humans in the, in the... Well, no, no, no. It's funny. They fix them naked. They don't cover them up. They don't do anything. Apparently, it's to show their humanity uh-huh. or something. I don't know. It's really weird. I'm like... Because one guy, it was really funny. The the head of the, the company walks in. She's like, why is that robot covered? Mm-hmm. We don't We don't cover up those robots. And he was like, are you ashamed of the robot? Because he's fat and has a small... Dick? Dick or something. He's I don't got know. got small penis. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I don't know what it is, but it's still really weird that they have to be naked. Whoosh. I mean, I guess it's, uh, you know, TV, MA, or whatever on right. HBO. And HBO. HBO and has all of like, Yeah. So, but that's that's the world. I don't know if mm-hmm. I'd ever want to go. I mean, I guess it could be fun. Those guys seem to be like they're having a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, if... if- they run into that uh, bar where all the guys are. And, like, oh, and the guy's oh, like, I shot him, but he's not dead. And then he's just just gets shot. It's fun. So you wouldn't go into... I don't know. I guess it'd be, kind of, it'd be scary because... You don't know one I've day... I've never been a, could... in a Western before. Right. But I guess that's the fun of it. I guess it's a video <laughs> game. I guess if I've played Red Dead Redemption... <gasps> Red Dead Redemption, I think I could handle it. Yeah. But, I mean, it'd be freaky because you're dealing with, like, big honcho guys. Right. It's the Wild West where there's, like, no law. Yep. Very minimal law. And, uh, I mean, if knowing that you couldn't get killed, I'd... I mean, that's kind of the fun part. Yeah. Knowing that you can't get get killed. I mean, it almost makes it not a video game Mm -hmm. because you can still die in a video game. You respawn, so you're not dead, Mm -hmm. but you you respawn. I mean, maybe they could have done something like that, but then again, this game isn't a game it's not your you're not in virtual reality or anything it's real you're actually in you're it. actually like physically a, a, like one of those like virtual reality type of where like i don't know that it's just whew. so yeah, that'd be something so um obviously we're gonna jump into the theme which is laboratory mm-hmm. so i found a uh website with an article called how westworld laboratory 3d prints robots and realism 3d prints yep so inside the design of robot hosts and the advanced lab that makes them so this is what they kind of look so this is kind of how they look inside the lab so so obviously the robot bits are already inside and now they're layering on the basically the skeleton and the and the muscle tone and all that stuff. So that's kind of what it looks like when they come out of their plasticky like it's like literally like a plastic coating that they put on put on these guys. Interesting. So if HBO's Westworld took place entirely in the fictional period perfect theme park from which it borrows its name, the show's production designers and visual effects crew would have an easier job. That's not to say that creating an artificial western town is easy. It isn't. But creating a realistic android production facility that functions in consistent, credible way is crazy hard. And that's where Dr. Robert Ford's underground laboratory is. It looks and feels real because the machinery of creation was tirelessly uh, specced out and, in some cases, put to real use. Hmm. Um, so I guess it's underground. The laboratory. So Westworld's up top, and laboratory's the lab- underground. That makes more sense. Interesting. All right, there we go. That makes a little bit more sense. Okay. Um. So the design of the lab had to be uh, clinical, uh, says Gobbler. With the biological and the medical world, you also have to uh, get cleanliness, and you have to get medical facility to be quite clean. 
I did like the idea of uh, contrast between the above and below. The underground set was roughly 100 feet by 50 feet, according to Grobler, and was designed with restraint. The glass-walled rooms and everything in them had to seem cutting-edge, but the designers couldn't go too far with it. This was a show uh, steeped in science, not magic. So obviously they wanted to make it realistic and not over the top. Oh, yeah. Um, They were, in effect, vaguely futuristic factories with 3D printers working like they do today. Some things haven't changed for hundreds of years, Graveler points out. He didn't want to create something aimlessly futuristic. So they 3D, basically 3D print these 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 androids. Yeah. Um, which is weird because you got the robot parts inside, so you got, like, the shell, and then they 3D print that. Do you imagine if we could do that today? Just Maybe. Interesting. But continue. Yes. So, the team took a similar approach with the work tablets uh, used by many of the characters. They show 3D projections, but they do so in a way that feels like logical outgrowth of current augmented reality technologies. They look like something securities might have in 20 years. So this is kind of the kind of the map. So I'll post this article on on the site. So that's kind of the map and the area where you know they're looking on the in, in Westworld. Okay. So it's kind of like a giant you know three-dimensional map. So while the robots in the show are all played by real actors, uh, the concite is that underneath those seemingly human exteriors are the ultra-advanced synthetic organs that mimic internal kidneys, intestines, and hearts without actually serving the same functions. The robots die over and over again, but never of natural causes. To design the underground manufacturing and maintenance complex where they're made, as well as the machines that they that did the heavy lifting, the team had to figure out how not only only how robots were pieced together, but how that process evolved over time. So obviously Westworld didn't start in a day. You, you develop rudimentary robots and, and kind of progress. And you see mm-hmm. in, in the show, you do see some of the older robots. Older robots. And they are very rudimentary. Like they're like the the fingers are actually more like uh, T one thousand. Oh know, yeah they're not they're as like dexterous. Yeah. They're they're more like basic <laughs> Right. So, at first they were they were printing the robots and making them with typical parts, says Gabler, but then later it became more biological. So, more muscle tone and, and more fluid. Okay. This is reflected when, on the show, viewers see flashbacks of earlier production units that remain, uh, and the remains of bots with C-3PO-style innards. Interesting. They look uh, like the cover of science fiction novels from the 1950s. Now, to illustrate the huge leaps taken since the Robox parts and the flashbacks were made, the muscle fibers we see installed in the monitored hosts were created using CG. So that's that's a picture of like the arm nowadays. So you can see like all the synthetic muscle tone in the in the robotics. Then you know more wires and. And guts. Guts and gadgets and... You know, robot guts. Oof. So, uh, the series logo features a pure white robot models uh, stretched in a circular rig, a new age rendering of Da Vinci's uh, Virtue and Man pose. On the actual show, the process of creating the flawless body is a little bit more involved and a lot messier. 
viewers can see androids being dipped in vats of pure white liquid, their skeletons and muscular um, musculature covered in a dripping human-like layer of simulated fat and skin. The dipping effect, effect was practical, says Worth. It was a glue and water substance that just looks awesome. It's the fun thing about it. You really don't know what uh, practical, what's practical and what's not. We had these huge robot arms and muscular fibers, which made for fun playground for all of us. Interesting. So it's kind of a cool thing that they they developed a robot lab mm-hmm. for a robot lab. <laughs> like like they're saying, a lot of it's not CGI. It's a lot it's, of it's, it's practical practical, practical effects. effects, which is kind of awesome if you think about it, because. You're watching this show and thinking, okay, they're all robots, beep, 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 boop, boop, boop. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it seems like everything's more centrally located in their head. Like, the the core, basically, if you will, or the hard drive is all kind of located... In the head. In the head, obviously, the brain. Right. Um, and then the rest of their body is organic. Somewhat mimicking the human... Human body. Yeah. Having hearts, intestines, and all that stuff. So... And even though the show spends less time dwelling on the manufacture of the gallbladders, that doesn't mean the crew didn't think about it or create laboratory space for that job. If you have a question about the host anatomy that show hasn't addressed on screen, fear not, they have an answer for you anyways. There's an organ printing room and an organ stuffing room. There's an eyeball section. There's the muscle fibers and skin dip and the pigment, says Worth. There are so many rooms we thought about because even if we're only showing a small sliver of it, it makes it feel like it's part of a larger world. So they made all these rooms for, for, different, for different parts of the human anatomy. Right. Interesting. So, so I guess uh, that's a lot of learning. Um, this is your eyeball room. This is your organ room. This is your skin dipping room. This is... Yep. So that's that's what we got from the from the laboratory. So what do you what do you think? Do you think you'd want to? Would you want to work wanna... in the park, or would you want to work in the lab? Be kind of cool to build these robots. It they're pretty be. in depth. I mean, as you heard, I mean it's the they're using liquid glue to make the skin and the fat cells, and you got these fibers that kind of weave in and out, like basically three D printing a human body. And then, you know, you put in the, the smaller metal pieces to, to actually have the movement. It's kind of crazy. I mean, the lab, I mean, I showed you a few pictures of mm-hmm. it. Go online and kind of get, get a full 3D view of the, of the lab. But I, I think it's kind of amazing, the technology that they use to, make these, to make these robots. And obviously, I mean, if you think about it like this, they die and die and die. And they come back. And they come back. I mean, to repair these things, you got to redip them. You got to, I mean, who knows? What if someone, what if someone chopped off one of these people's heads? Right. Got, or shot, shot a shotgun and blew their head off. You got to recreate. And I'm sure they have a computer catalog of every person that's, in Westworld. Like, what if, like, uh, there's a robot that got in a knife fight and it lost its eye, it came back, someone didn't do their job on their end, and now that, uh, that robot comes back, one of the humans recognizes that robot, doesn't know that they're a robot, but now has a different colored eye. But they all know they're robots. All the humans know. It's the, ho- it's the hosts, the robots that don't know they're robots, 
And the funny thing was, is one of you mentioned that one of the episodes, one of the people that were shot, they they needed to get that robot back out there, mm-hmm. so they left a bullet fragment. The girl, they left yeah. the bullet fragment. So when she cut open her skin, they there pulled out that bullet fragment. They're like, "What is this?" Right? Yeah, because I was gonna say like. Okay, well then, what if that robot with now the different colored eye because someone screwed up on yep. the manufacturing side looks in the mirror and instead of a blue, she has a green eye? Like, and, what the hell? And I'm not going to tell you this, but if you guys like what Kevin's talking about right now, it happens. Go, it happens. Go watch the show and you'll understand. I'm freaking out, man. My eyes are different color. <laughs> so, so that's where we'll leave it with you guys. So Sweet. that's 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 Bioshock and Westworld for this episode. Yes. All right. So let's close it out here. We've had a lot of fun talking laboratories this month. Um, so if you want to hear this episode and all our other episodes which you probably already found because you're listening to this episode. But you can tell your friends. Um, you can spread go to, the word. Yeah, spread the word. You can go to LootTimePodcast.com. Check out all our episodes on there. We're on Google Play, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, iTunes. Podmust, iTunes, all the fun ones. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at the Loot Time Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Loot Time Pod. You can email us uh, either from our website or... Or from uh, Yahoo, you go to your host provider and type in lootime at yahoo.com. You can email us Yahoo. your questions, um, comments, what you like, what you don't like. Um, rate and review us on iTunes. If you do not listen to us on iTunes, I know all the other ones you can give us stars. But um, we do like hearing feedback. So if you aren't Pros, listening, yep, if you don't listen on iTunes, please go to. Sorry. Woo. <laughs> Please go to yes. Please go to smashbomb.com and rate us and rate us on there. Just search Loot Time Podcast and you can rate us and review us on there. They're amazing, and we're hopefully going to have another contest coming up soon. That'll be on probably on Smashbomb. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know yet. Please but, and thank you. You would, but do that. Sorry, forgot to almost mention our uh, sponsor, Hot Comics and Collectibles, through this yes, episode sir. today. So I didn't mention it in the middle of the episode, like I have in the past. But if you go to Hot Comics and Collectibles at three fun locations in Richfield, New Hope, and Jordan, Minnesota, say the word... Mm, laboratory. Laboratory. Is that... Or... I was thinking daddy. Daddy. Use daddy. <laughs> daddy. Okay, so the key phrase is daddy. So daddy. That'll be really funny. Please, someone go to one of the Hot Comics and say daddy and get a discount on Bioshock items or Westworld items, because it'll be really funny, and I'd like to hear feedback on that. Um, Also, last but not least, we do have a mailing list. Um, You can go to Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, and direct message us your email address and name. Or, to make it easier, you can go to lootimepodcast.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage, enter your email there to subscribe to our mailing list. Um, so that's all I got. I don't think Kevin's got anything else. That's pretty much it. So until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Kevin. And that's all the loot time we have. Good night. Good night. Go.